Welcome to Network Capital. Uh, great to host you here. Um, you've had a really interesting career, US Army, then INSEAD, then Amazon, and then you've also done really well in the markets. So could you tell us a bit about who you are and what do you do today? Sure. Uh, thank you, Atkosh. Thanks for hosting me here. Um, so yeah, um, I um, I'm Rohan. Um, I I moved to US uh, when I was 18. Um, came here to do uh, uh, my bachelor's in electrical engineering. So did that from uh, Clemson University, um, and then um, after graduating, I ended up joining the US Army. Um, uh, it's 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 quite an interesting story. I never um, uh, imagined, you know, that I would end up in the U.S. Army. Like I was always passionate about the army, uh, but it was uh, uh, more like joining the Indian Army when I was back in India. Hmm. But I think destiny had its own own plans, uh, um, and I think it was two or three. Uh, Two, two months before uh, the attacks that happened in Mumbai, um, um, uh, that was like right before my graduation. So I just wrote a blog, mm. like a random blog um, uh, uh, on, on those attacks and I posted mm. them online. Um, and that blog um, got a lot of traction uh, in the university. Like a lot of people mm. kept sharing it, a lot of people liked it. Um, so a local journalist from uh, from Fox News uh, came to the campus uh, and ended up taking my interview, which was aired on uh, primetime news channel uh, on Fox News. Mm. It was a small clip. I didn't really think much about it, but uh, um, but it uh, eventually ended up uh, getting the attention of an army general. Um, uh, he saw that uh, he saw that interview and then ended up reading my blog. And then uh, he reached out to me, um, uh, asking if I if I would like to join the U.S. Army. Um, again, it's a very common practice in the U.S. It might not be um, uh, the same in India, but in U.S., you know, people recruit uh, quite aggressively uh, um, mm-hmm. in, in campus. But I was a unique case uh, uh, because I was uh, I was on a student visa. Um, I was mm-hmm. not a U.S. citizen. I didn't even have green card. Uh, back then, uh, uh, so I pretty much told him that, "Hey, I'm um, I'm a foreign national, uh, been in this country for less than four years. Um, I don't even have a green card, so I don't think that's that's that that's an option." Uh, but um, and they were able to make an exception for me. Uh, so there was uh, this special program uh, which uh, which Bush administration passed. Uh, it, it's, it was kind of a secret program. They didn't really advertise it. Uh, but the program basically, uh, uh, it, 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 it used to be called uh, MAVNI, which uh, stands for <clears throat> Military Accession Vital to National Interest. So basically, mm-hmm. in, a, in a nutshell, if you, if you speak certain languages um, that they're looking for, they can make an exception for you. They'll make you um, a citizen overnight and you can, you know, end up joining the U.S. Army. So it was a, it was a really cool opportunity. Um, after a lot of, lot of uh, thinking and a lot of consultation with my parents and relatives, I ended up taking up that offer. Uh, so uh, joined the U.S. Army. I served for four years. Uh, um, I was mostly working uh, in Germany. Um, and my, my, uh, my job speciality at that time was um, aircraft engineering. So I was, uh, was working on Black Hawk and Chinook helicopters uh, uh, for the most part of my career. So I did that for about four years. Um, and then after, after finishing up my military contract, I decided to, do, I decided to go to uh, uh, NCIAD. Uh, 
um so i joined the uh, uh joined the campus in france then moved to singapore and then even did um a semester at wharton and uh, um at wharton i got recruited for amazon uh, and ended up taking the offer with amazon uh, um so joined as an uh, as a pathways operations uh, manager um mm-hmm. uh, so pathways it's 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 a fast track uh, amazon program where you basically start at the grassroots level um, in one of their fulfillment centers um uh, you be, you start off as an area manager you become an operations manager and then eventually a senior operations manager so um, i did that for 3 years uh, ended up uh, uh, switching to product management within amazon after 3 years and then um, a couple of years uh, uh, back i came back into operations so right now i'm uh, i'm working as their se- senior regional manager um uh, and managing their delivery stations uh, in in the phoenix area that's amazing so tell us about why you moved to product management and how did you move to product management with your background and then how why did you move back to operations yeah so um like operations was kind of getting uh, redundant for me um uh, like i i was in the same fulfillment center for like over 3 years and i had pretty much done every single function uh, in that fulfillment center so i was looking mm-hmm. for a ch- i was looking for a change i was trying to expand my skill set trying to get out of my comfort zone um and i think this is one thing that i really love about amazon like amazon is huge um right so you can try your hands at different things and uh, amazon is really good at uh, Uh, you know uh, letting you fulfill your dreams or kind of uh, letting you choose your own path um so uh, this unique opportunity came uh, with the amazon exports team um um uh, and uh, like the team was basically managing us outbound exports to non footprint destinations so by non footprint uh, uh, destinations i mean countries where amazon has no physical presence uh, no logistical network no warehouses uh, no team nothing um so for example countries like israel uh, new zealand pretty much the entire south america indonesia um, um philippines like all these countries um so i i i ended up taking up that offer um they were looking for someone who had operational background because we had to set up teams in these countries from scratch uh, and then you know it i it also gave me an opportunity to try my hand at product management but after after a year or so um i quickly realized um that product management was kind of not my my thing um mm-hmm. um like coming from from a military background and then uh, starting um in operations i kind of found product management uh, uh too slow for me uh, although like i i love doing uh, i i i really loved what i was doing at that time it definitely took me out of my comfort zone it it really requires a different level of skill set but i was really missing operations really missing leading a large team uh, um and kind of you know working on their development so i was really missing that so i decided to uh, come back into operations eventually that's amazing so you finish ncia join amazon have a wide range of roles there and now you know you're a senior operations leader there uh, but it seems like you've also done uh, some investing on the side so tell us a bit about that and uh, what's been your overall thesis yeah so um so i think i think the real journey started um uh, last year around february like when it comes to uh, uh, me investing um so i was diagnosed with uh, coronavirus in february of last year 
unfortunately, I was like, I was one of the few positive cases in the state of Arizona at that time. And even in the US, I would say. So mm-hmm. I was basically asked to stay at home and quarantine for like two weeks. Um, that's when I started doing all the research and um, look for an opportunity in the stock market. Um, so I had a few key things uh, in my mind when I was doing my research. Um, I knew stock market took a beating when coronavirus took over uh, over the entire world. Um, so my idea was there has to be a lot of good companies um, and their stock uh, price took a beating for no reason, just because you know there is a lot of fear in the market. And since everything mm-hmm. is going down, they went down too. Now, now, if a cruise line stock or an airline stock is going down, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because people are not mm-hmm. going to go on cruises or take airlines. But if the stock of an e-commerce company like Amazon or Chewy is going down, like that's a buying opportunity, right? Uh, because because their fundamentals have not changed. And, and I would say are in fact not even better because people will switch to online shopping and avoid retail stores. Um, and it did happen with even Amazon, right? Amazon is a huge company, but even Amazon was not spared. Like I think from its mm-hmm. peak, it dropped a good 20% within a day uh, mm-hmm. uh, when the markets crashed. And that tells you that stock market is very emotional. Just because mm-hmm. everyone is selling, people would sell good stocks. And even even though their fundamentals are now even better. Um, and after, um, after a month or so, Amazon doubled. So like people who held it made a fortune in Amazon. Like unfortunately, I couldn't buy Amazon because I was, uh, I was an internal employee. But uh, that's where I got this idea that I need to look for companies um, that are in- inherently very strong but took a huge beating because of the the overall sentiment in the in the stock market and that's when i came across this company called neo uh, which we can you know talk in detail uh, later but that's how i picked this company and kind of invested pretty much all my savings to begin with uh, and eventually mm-hmm. you know um, uh, made a fortune in it so that is quite a big bet to invest all your savings in in a company so tell us about uh, what was going on in your mind. How did you identify this company and what gave you the confidence that you were, would invest all your uh, or a decent chunk of your savings into it? Yeah, so so apart from what I just explained, um, um, there was another important thing um, that like kind of guided my research in one particular direction. So right before I caught coronavirus, um, um, I did a four week vacation and we we traveled to Egypt, Jordan, and Israel um, uh, with my wife and uh, with my with my little kid. Um, and and I noticed that unfortunately there was a lot of uh, discrimination against the asian community and this was february 2020 right unlike now unlike right now coronavirus at that time was very limited to china uh, and even then there was such a strong backlash uh, against anything that is from china i remember at a local airport um, in egypt um, an egyptian lady made this really disgruntled face and changed her seat in the waiting area just because an Asian couple came and sat next to her, um, and then I can and, and I can speak about some of the things that I noticed. Um, but but when I was doing my research, um, and I kind of briefly mentioned it to one of my colleagues at work, also that I'm really interested in this Chinese company, um, and literally his immediate reaction was, "Oh, it's a Chinese company. I am out." So that kind of motivated motivated me to actually go all in in this company, Neo, because this kind of fit my criteria of a company that I was looking for, um, an inherently good company uh, with strong fundamentals, but getting destroyed Mm -hmm. in terms of stock price because everything is going down and because it's a Chinese company. 
And, and then to make matter worse, uh, there was a lot of friction between uh, the US and Chinese government at that time, mm-hmm. which, which didn't help NEO. But again, that made me even more confident that this is a great buying opportunity. Um, so basically following Warren Buffett's advice, right? Be, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. So, so that's how I kind of started investing in NEO because everyone else was just fearful about, 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 company, about that company and, and, and in China in particular. So... so- being yeah, a contrarian but, truly helped. Yeah, absolutely, it, it it definitely helped. Yes, and so I went against the market and the, and the general sentiment, and and it you know it paid huge uh, huge dividends. And um, um, I like I like I talked earlier how Chinese companies listed in US were plummeting because of the overall negative perception. But mm-hmm. but Neo, this electric car company, was a unique case for me. Um, it is known as the Tesla of China. Um, as they make luxury electric cars that are powered by technology and, and not by heavy internal combustion engines. So I, be- I really believed in their mission, which was the most important thing for me because they are out there to promote a healthier environment, right? Um, secondly, secondly, when, when you're investing in a company, um, your biggest bet is on their CEO. Um, like, do you believe in this man or woman who is leading uh, uh, um, and is he the right person to take advantage of your money to push the company forward and achieve the overall mission, uh, you know, and or, or the goal of the company? Because at the end of the day, like that's what the stock market is all about, right? They ask you for your money so that they can invest it in a better way than you can individually to grow the company and and multiply your investment. Um, In this case, I did a lot of research on the founder, William Lee. Um, The man comes from a very humble background from a small village in China. And just by his grit and determination, like started multiple companies, which later IPO'd and is is a very well-respected man throughout China. And a lot of people might not agree or even find it offensive because Elon Musk has has a cult-like status um, mm-hmm. uh, and following. But I, I found William Lee better positioned to run an electrical electric car company because of his calmer personality, more diplomatic nature, and his humbleness in general. Whereas Musk is, you know, someone who sometimes struggles with applying a filter, which is super important if you're expanding in different countries. Again, I just love Musk. I think every electric car company out there right now owes it to Musk. None of them had a chance if Tesla did not prove its uh, business model. But these mm-hmm. two individuals have different personalities. And at that time, I really trusted William Lee. And, and thirdly, yeah, and, and thirdly, I think, um, again, a lot of people might disagree, and it can be a very controversial statement, um, um, and I might get a lot of hate from, from Tesla fans, but I think Neo has better technology than Tesla in the sense that you can swap your batteries instead of charging them. Um, the biggest argument you hear against electric cars is that you don't want to struggle with their range or run out of power in the middle mm. of road. Uh, but with Neo, you can actually swap batteries in less than three minutes, just like you fill up your uh, gas tank um, and you are ready to go again. So, so a combination of all these factors kind of motiv- motivated me to like invest big in, uh, in Neo, basically. That, but still, it must have been a big risk, right? So you did your due diligence, you, the founder bet uh, seemed wise to you. Did you uh, think of diversifying or uh, looking at other stocks of similar companies as well? Because there are lots of uh, uh, Chinese companies, uh, you know, which are listed in, in the U.S. Many of them might have, uh, you know, fit the similar criteria. Why one stock? Yeah, so so not at that time. Um, uh, like, to answer your question, why just one stock? I, I thought at that time I had this unique opportunity because Neo 
like really took a beating. Like if, if you look at Neo's history, it IPO'd at I believe seven or eight dollars. It went up to ten dollars a stock, and during all this all this mess, um, it dropped down to one dollar, and then one dollar mm-hmm. and, and few cents. Um, and like if you go back to last February, like there were all these articles about you know why Neo will go bankrupt because the stock price is low is so low. Everyone mm-hmm. is up against arms against China, you know, um, the stock does not hold a chance. So the stock was like at rock bottom. I, I, at that time, I thought, you know, it cannot go more down. Like, you know, it, it cannot mm. get wor- it cannot get worse. So I thought this is, you know, this that that was a unique opportunity where I invested almost everything I had at that time. And uh, in the worst case scenario, I thought, you know what, if if I lose everything, I'll I instead of retiring uh, at sixty, I'll retire at sixty five. Like that that was my thinking <laughs> at that time. But uh, eventually, you know, uh, it paid off, and then um, yeah, the rest is the rest is history. So you bought at one. No, so I I started buying at uh, um, I would say at one dollar and eighty cents at that time. Like my investment was not that huge, but as uh, the stock price started going up, I started buying heavy. So I think my biggest investment came when the stock price was at two seventy five, and then uh, I kept buying throughout last year um, uh, at every single dip. Um, so another philosophy or another thing that I have learned in the stock market is like you know stock stock market will fluctuate. It will go up. It will go down. Um, um, but the best way to control your emotion is to see drops as buying opportunities. So I have been buying uh, literally every time Neo has been dropping, um, like in small chunks. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I have bought at twenty dollars. I bought at thirty dollars as well. Um, so, but most of my investment came when Neo was um, around two dollars and seventy-five cents. Yeah, between say like one, one and three dollars is right. fair. But that's a that's a huge bet. So. Um, when did you start seeing the stock rise up? And I just like to point out to all our viewers and listeners that obviously we are not uh, offering investment advice to everybody. Yep. This is just one person um, who uh, you know who's decided to take this, and it really paid off. So please exercise your judgment uh, and do your own due diligence. This is not meant to be an investment advice for everybody. But Rohan, like like you literally made a fortune. You can now forget about retiring at sixty five. You can actually retire much sooner. Uh, so you literally made a killing. So uh, you took a contrarian bet. And what were the early signs um, of resurgence? Did you really think that the stock will go to the level that it did? And where does it stand today? Yeah, so honestly, I did not think that the stock would, you know, multiply by 20 times. I, I did not think that in my in, in my wildest of dreams. But I knew the stock will bounce back uh, because uh, like again during my research and after talking with with some key some key players i i quickly realized that neo had the backing of the chinese government um, like um, the chinese government really want they, they really want neo to succeed um, like china is also pushing heavily um, in the electric car uh, segment and they want to they you know they need a product that can compete with tesla at the end of the day um, so that kind of reinforced my confidence in Neo, like it had the backing of the Chinese government. And um, if, if you if you look at um, if you go back and look at some news articles from I would say April or or, or May last year, um, uh, at that time, like Neo was you know struggling really bad, struggling with cash flow um, and and you know and and with the research and develop development. And at that time, Chinese government, the local hi-fi government, uh, uh, stepped in um, and they invested heavily in Neo. They kind of bailed mm-hmm. Neo out, and I think that's when 
people like it got all the attention and people you know kind of realized that neo is here to stay it's not going to go bankrupt because it has the backing of the of the local local state government so i think that's when you know we started seeing uh, 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 like true gains and we and you know we quickly realized that neo eventually you know will become much 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 bigger uh, than where it was at that time yeah so are you still uh, invested in the company or have you all like made the have you withdrawn and made the killing no i i i'm still heavily invested in the company unfortunately stock market uh, uh took took a beating last month or i would say in last 4 or 5 weeks so my returns have have diminished uh, uh, quite a bit uh, but still um, there are solid returns and again uh, like if you believe in, in in the mission of the company like these are small hiccups i would say these are small blips and eventually the company yeah. will come out stronger after after this correction um, i'm i'm still heavily invested in neo uh, i i did withdraw some funds but uh, still very bullish and still heavily invested in neo i see so uh, did you consult with people suppose uh, suppose you made x million uh, dollars so did you think okay let me withdraw say one third of it or half of it and half can still be in the market the one half will basically uh, provide for me and my family for a, for quite a bit and then the other half if you know if the stock keeps growing say the tesla way you can uh, you can keep you know like make your future returns from there Mm-hmm. yeah no so i i did consult with uh, some close friends and family and uh, the conservative approach was that you know at, you should at least withdraw what you initially invested but in in my case like if if uh, like since the stock multiplied by 20 times like if i withdraw what i invested it's not going to make a huge difference because i will still have um like 95% of my investment investment in neo uh, um mm. just because you know the stock multiplied so quickly uh, however mm-hmm. what i did was i kind of diversified my portfolio a bit um so um uh, a lot of people might find this really weird but initially um like 100% of my investment was in neo but uh, as neo grew um, um i started like diversifying in other stocks um to kind of you know be a little more risk averse um 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 and i did think about withdrawing some funds um, as well um uh, uh which i did eventually uh, but i would say i'm still heavily invested like still 90% of my investments are in the market and i'm mm-hmm. a strong believer of like uh, uh maximizing your time in the market rather than timing the market like i strongly i strongly believe in that statement so uh like my goal is to like stay in the market as long as possible uh, i think that's when you see uh, uh the best returns so if you look at tesla stock right tesla took off only last year um mm-hmm. so people who can like tesla yes it, it did it did multiply many times but it really took off last year when it when you know you know when it split its stock it joined the, the s&p 500 and now um like the stock is like 10 or 15 times more than where it was last year um so i think the key is to like stay in the market as long as possible without like risking too much mm-hmm. obviously you'll have to do your own analysis analysis like every situation is different but like my goal is to like stay in the market as long as possible yeah so um uh, did you speak to your wife about uh, putting in the collective savings of the couple with a young child into this i mean granted you had a you still have an amazing job at amazon but uh, was she nervous at all was she uh, completely on board no i i don't think she she was completely on board uh, like she definitely advised uh, um um you know she, her suggestion was that 
take out some money uh, and invest it somewhere else or not in the stock market but again like um, like real estate is a common thing among uh, you know people of south asian origin a right. lot of us like real estate a lot right 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 so yeah I, I did think about that as well and i i did invest some in real estate too last year um but uh, like last year was you know super bullish um like like stocks were multiplying at a very fast rate so i saw that as an opportunity to to you know grow faster rather than withdrawing and investing it somewhere else now that mm-hmm. approach would have definitely helped me um, had i you know had i withdraw uh, my funds in in february because like as, as we know like the stock market or especially these growth stocks have like plummeted by 30 to 40% like almost every stock including tesla mm-hmm. so that approach would have definitely helped me but again like my thinking is that you cannot uh, you cannot go by that mentality right like i would not have made this much amount of money had i withdrawn let's say four or five months before like you cannot mm-hmm. you cannot you cannot time the market like it's super hard to time the market and again yeah. like the philosophy is to like spend more time in the market rather than trying to time the market understood so um, let's uh, let's try and understand the opportunities and threats ahead of neo today so the market is obviously interesting there are not too many players yet so i won't call it saturated uh, tesla is clearly like you know it has a first mover advantage it's doing really well what do you think is the best and worst case scenario for neo will uh, we see neo everywhere all around the world just the way we see tesla uh, will we see it mostly in china what's your thesis i think neo will do really well in china like it has a very strong um, strong adoption and um, like people really love the fact like chinese people really love the fact that they have something which is similar to tesla like um, mm-hmm. um, um, like you know like if not better at least like the same standard and same quality uh, like tesla so i think and it's a good looking car i mean yeah uh, mm-hmm. at least online it looks uh, quite attractive yeah. yeah 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 so i think neo will definitely succeed in china and i think it- it will do a, a do really well in 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 europe as well uh, especially in scandinavian countries where you know there is a st- strong push towards uh, towards switching to electric electric cars uh, i think norway uh, passed a law that by 2035 every single car in in the country should be should be electric again don't don't quote me on that but i think that's 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 what the general sentiment is especially mm-hmm. in europe so i mm-hmm. think tesla will always be uh, uh, will, will will always be number one for at least the foreseeable future because you know it has like you mentioned it has the first mover advantage plus it has a very strong brand name and and you know the cult following of elon musk but i think the market is so huge um, hmm. uh, and it's in it's just just in its initial stages i think there is a uh, room there's plenty of room for other other players as well and i think neo will do really well uh, uh, filling those gaps uh, especially in europe uh, however i think us will be a bit more challenging um, because of all all these trade conflicts and the general friction between between US and China so i think us would be a little more challenging although neo has plans to expand in the us uh, neo has a very big headquarter in in san jose california they do a lot of testing and a lot of software development in san mm-hmm. jose and um, like if you if you check online you, uh, there are like sightings of neo uh, in the california region as well i'm i'm assuming mm-hmm. for for like like the engineers are driving it out there just for you know just just to test the car in in the us environment um but i think the biggest threat will come uh, from from the general perception like mm-hmm. uh, and i'm not sure how how uh, how it will 
be received outside of China, considering it's a Chinese company. China is not known to make uh, automobiles, uh, uh, at least for now. And uh, on top of that, it's an electric car, uh, right? So like some people, I think, still have that uh, uh, perception about China or some apprehension about Chinese product. But I think Neo mm -hmm. um, is kind of trying to change that perception. And I think that's why it has this strong backing from the Chinese government too, because they want to change that perception too. Um, uh, I think that's one of the biggest threat, the perception, and then- um, Any regulatory hurdles you foresee? Because US and China have had a particularly interesting relationship in the past few years where things have been complicated. Do you see any challenges affecting the listing in the US or uh, the launch in the US or so forth? Yeah, yes, for sure. So, so it, it is a it, it is listed in the U.S. Uh, uh, um, uh, however, they they are not selling the cars um, um, in the U.S. And like you mentioned, I think there will be a lot of regulatory uh, challenges for Neo, um, since it's a technology company that automatically raises a red flag. Um, also, you know, um, um, it like it, it is it is spending a lot of money um, um, in, into um, like. Uh, autonomous driving. So basically it's tracking your location and whatnot. So that will also raise uh, a lot of red flags. And if you, mm -hmm. if you, if you look at, look at news from last week, um, I think Tesla cars are now banned um, um, in, in, in Chinese official locations. So for example, around military bases or even in government, around government offices, like you cannot drive a Tesla or you cannot park a Tesla um, um, uh, outside uh, a Chinese base. Mm -hmm. So I think Neo will face the same hurdle. I'm pretty sure in the U.S. because it's a technology company, and there are you know a lot of apprehensions about uh, data, how how companies are uh, uh, taking advantage of the data they are collecting and whatnot. So mm -hmm. I think definitely in the U.S. it will have those challenges, but I don't foresee these challenges in Europe at least. Uh, I think Neo is planning to launch uh, sometime this year or uh, or early next year in in Germany and in Norway. Uh, uh, so I don't see those issues uh, in Europe, but in U.S. for sure. Like I think it it's a long road before Neo is like fully accepted uh, here in yeah. the US. And uh, is it going to be uh, similarly priced as Tesla? What's your best guess? Uh, so uh, Neo cars are, um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure about, uh, about the percentage, but I, I would say they are 30% cheaper than, uh, than Tesla, like their Tesla counterparts. Um, could could be because of a number of reasons, uh, uh, but uh, they will be. I, I'm uh, I'm assuming they will be cheaper than Tesla. Like I think that's how they they market themselves. Although the quality is um, as good as Tesla, but at the same time, you know, they offer um, better pricing. So I think that's uh, that will always be there. Like um, and in fact, Tesla had to drop their prices in China because they were facing pressure from Neo and other local local mm -hmm. companies. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I think Neo will always have the pricing advantage over over, over Tesla. Yeah, I think this is like uh, uh, one of the most uh, counterintuitive, controversial ways of investing. But uh, you really, really double down and uh, huge congratulations on really making, uh, you know, your four weeks that you had uh, or a few weeks of uh, rest due to COVID really, you know, apply time to find the company and uh, go deep within it. Do you have any advice for people doing fundamental research on different markets? Like uh, how should people get started? Uh, what are the key metrics to look at? What kind of due diligence best practices to do? And uh, finally, on pulling the you know plug, finally taking a decision. Yeah. So so I'll be I'll be honest. Like I'm not 
very strong at uh, technical analysis. Like there are investors who would look at all these charts and bunch of metrics like moving averages, 30 day moving average and um, one month moving average and whatnot. And it's really good to have that knowledge, I would say. Like I do have that opportunity. I just don't have that skill set or or the experience to, you know, look at those uh, technical analysis uh, in, in detail. So I, I don't think I'm in a position to comment on that. But um, in my case, I I just focused on fundamentals. Like if, if you think the fundamental fundamentals of a company is strong, if you believe in the leadership, if you believe in their overall goal, and if you have done your research right um i think you will be uh, uh set up for success and i think um like the biggest takeaway for me is uh staying long in the market uh, again like i cannot stress enough that you cannot try to time the market like other, otherwise it's better to just go to go to a casino because like when you are when you're trying to time the market you know the odds are against you i think i read somewhere um that uh, a lot of traders lose like a lot of money in the first 90 days of investing, like when they get started, because they think they can time the market, they will get lucky a couple of times, and then they will start taking more risk. And eventually they will lose um, huge amounts of money because, you know, again, they they think uh, uh, their luck will stay with them forever. Again, the odds are against mm-hmm. you if you're trying to time the market. So you have to um, stay long in the market. Um, and in my case, I, I think, um, uh, so US has this unique tax, Law. I'm not sure how it is in India or other countries, but in the US, the government actually encourages you to stay long in the stock market. So mm-hmm. for, for, for example, in, in, the, in the US, like if you have held your stock for at least a year, um, um, so if you look at the top tax bracket, you are paying um, 20% taxes on your capital gains if you have held mm-hmm. a stock for at least a year. But if you have held, that, held the same stock for less than a year, you are paying 37% in taxes. So mm-hmm. like, so that mentality really helped me. Like, like whenever I would see Neo drop five or 10% in a day, right? Neo is a volatile stock. Like I would be lying if I say Neo has been a stable stock. Neo is a very volatile stock. But I think that mentality, mentality that, hey, if, if I at least stay in the market for one year with Neo, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm automatically saving 17% in taxes, right? Those are gains, that's, that's extra income. So why, yeah. not just, why not just hold through, through these drops and just hope that at the even even in the worst case scenario, let's say if the stock price remains the same what it is today, you are automatically saving seventeen percent because you have held it at least a year. So I think that mm-hmm. mentality definitely helped me. Otherwise, I would have sold a long time ago, and I would have had this regret all my life that hey, I ended up selling mm-hmm. Neo way too early. Like I have a lot of friends who sold Neo when it was like five or ten dollars, right? At, even at that time, they had multiplied their money two or three times, but they really missed on that huge run. Because Neo eventually went up to $64, if I'm not wrong. Now it, it has dropped again to $40 because of the general correction in the market. But at that time, I, I would say un, until last month, Neo was hovering around $64 a stock. So a lot of people missed on that opportunity because they sold too early. Too early. Um, yeah. yeah. So again, like the key is, like at least for me, it really worked to my advantage to like stay long in the market rather than mm-hmm. trying to time, uh, time the market. That's a really important mental model uh, some people might benefit from. Uh, are you, what are your future investment plans? Uh, are you thinking about uh, uh, other stocks? Are you thinking of, uh, you know, doing something else with uh, the mini fortune that you have now? Uh, so um, thinking it's about- not mini, uh, by the way, it's, it's not mini at all, but uh, let's call it a fortune. Yeah, mini so... by your future earning standards, yeah. Yeah, so thinking, uh, thinking about retiring, 
um, <laughs> in the in the next year or so. Uh, I'm just joking. I think um, uh, it's it's hard to you know um, hang your boots when you are 34 or 35. Like you you need something to stay busy. Um, but I would uh, like my goal is to diversify uh, diversify this amount into other stocks and my. Uh, uh, like my main focus is on on greener energy because uh, one I believe in, in in the future of green energy plus it's good for the mm-hmm. environment good for the environment so um, I'll be heavily invested in Tesla um, uh, in the future and then other green other green companies like uh, fuel cell companies or you know mm-hmm. companies that are doing some research in in hydrogen powered uh, machinery uh, machinery so um, um, it will so be picking mostly one picking an area of focus helps like diving deep into uh, one technology or one industry yeah yeah so i mean most of my investments will be in that sector but at the same time you need to diversify as well so mm-hmm. like i'll i'll be picking some uh, uh, um, uh, some well to do brands or well known brands in the market like companies mm-hmm. that you know give you like 4 5% uh, return annually mm-hmm. uh, uh, just just to you know kind of diversify my portfolio and make sure you know um, i don't see these huge swings uh, on a day to day basis like last month was brutal like we all saw our fortunes uh, go down by quite quite a, quite 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 a much so it was a good reality check um so it's always again it's always good to diversify you know once you have made a made a killing on one stock yeah you basically uh, money is not an issue anymore so which is which is a great position to be in but Rohan, yeah. what a career like you know uh, engineering to to military to mba to amazon to you know a multimillionaire mm-hmm. in the public markets what a career yeah really appreciate your time with us yep yep thank you and and on that note uh, uh i would i would say i think it's super like you mentioned right money is n- not an issue anymore but i would like to stress that uh you need to keep your feet grounded because again it's it's stock market right unless you withdraw everything and you can lose that money in a jiffy right you can lose that money in in, in the next couple of months um mm. so uh, it's always good to keep your feet grounded always have a backup plan and then uh, um yeah just focus on the fundamentals and then and then go from there great thank you so much rohan really appreciate your time thank you of course thanks a lot